Welcome back to another episode of Off the Pipes. After my week-long hiatus, I am back as Jack O'Brien on Off the Pipes, and I'm joined only by John Hanna today. It's a John Squared episode. Nice to be here, Jack, or John, whatever. Oh, it's it's always wonderful. A lot of you at home don't know my real name is John, and a lot of people don't, but I gave you that information nonetheless. So, men's hockey, two games against Penn State. Not the best, not the best games, but they got even even after the first game to start off after the first game, Schooley said, "I don't know whether to be mad or excited," and I think you can kind of you can kind of see where he was coming from with that. Yep. With the fact that this was a one goal game until the third period. Well, no, it was well, no, it was a one goal game going into the second. And you saw the Colonials kind of bounce back a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, they made it close, but then eventually the number eight team in the country is going to pull away at some point. Yes, uh, it was. You know, even after the second, it was still four-two, still close. But Penn State just showed why they're so good, scoring three in that third period. No, exactly. And the the one thing to look at here is again in the first game we talked about the power play struggling before, and in the first game you still saw that the power play went zero for two. I think. Uh, yeah, 0 for 2. Yeah, 0 for 2. 0 for 2 in the first game. Couldn't get the power play really going, but they did keep it close early on. And another thing is, when you, you talk about the scoring, the two Colonial goals that were scored in this one, coming from Alex Tonge and Grant Hebert, um, Hebert getting his first of the season, another young guy getting on the board, which mm-hmm. is always good to see. But again, with the narrative that the upperclassmen are kind of struggling in the scoring department. But with good. the second game... The six eleven game. That's an. I was at. That was just an insane game. I was working camera for that game. It was just goal after goal after goal. A lot of goals. A lot of goals scored in this one. Um. Again, starting off, at the end of one, this game is tied at three three. So again, the Colonials keeping it close early on, but it's just it's the skill factor that comes into play. And the thing is, coming into these games, you thought that RMU could put up a chance and could maybe squeak away with these only being two, three-goal games. But then again, you're talking about a team that almost made – did they make the NCAA tournament last year? I believe so, yes. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure they did. Well, nonetheless, a very good conference in the Big Ten when you have three teams from the Big Ten in the Frozen Four being Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Michigan – and you have it's it's a tough conference, and the fact that they've been doing so well, they haven't played any conference games yet. But still, they've played these great games against still decent teams. I think Penn State's played a couple ranked teams already. I think they've played. Uh, I want to say they have played Ohio State. I don't think they've played any conference games yet, but I'm pretty sure they have some coming up. The one thing that is impressive about this Penn State team is though, Evan Barrett and. Nikita Pavlichev. Pavlichev, yeah, the Penguin prospect, and Barrett was a actually drafted last year, third round by Chicago. So, no, yeah, a couple of NHL prospects combining for a lot of offense for the Nittany Lions, and you really, you really saw how they they kind of just outworked the Colonials towards the end of the game, especially in the six eleven game. It was just kind of like small defensive breakdowns that didn't seem that dire, but but Penn State did capitalize on them, and that's the thing with a ranked team, the number eight team in the country. You see how they can just exploit small mistakes like that. It's yeah. an, I mean, again, saying they're number eight, I've said it a lot so far, but they are they they are that good. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think they're what 
eight and one, haven't played any Big Ten games yet, as said before. But when you look at a team like Robert Morris, who is you know still seventh in their conference, still seventh in the in the Atlantic Hockey Conference, and I like you like to see that these are out of conference games. I know that the goal differential looks bad, and I know that these losses don't look tremendous on a resume, but it doesn't change anything in their ACHA st- and nope. their a. AHC standings, sorry. I mean, Air Force is kind of running away with the conference as of the as of now. They have a three-point lead over teams like RIT, Army, and Niagara. Colonials are seven points back. Oh, but yeah. That's but just these games coming up with Mercyhurst, these games against Mercyhurst, I think these are really important. You've got to win these games. You've got to prove something. You've got to kind of get, gain some ground in your own conference because you did drop a game to Niagara and that did hurt, that eventually hurt the Colonials and dropping that game to the to the Tigers. Oh, exactly. In, in overtime. I think it's time I think it's time that you see a, see a uh, series sweep. You got to take two from someone. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that Mercyhurst I'm not, it's not a golden opportunity, but Mercyhurst is 1-2 and 1 in conference play, 3-5 and 2 overall. I think that this could be the weekend that we see the first Colonial sweep and can really gain them, gain them some ground because they'll be right up there with AIC and only two points behind Niagara, barring that Niagara does not win. Yeah, and i just like to, quick clarification, Penn State's actually ranked fifth. Fifth now. Yeah, they moved up. <laughs> so, again, a very talented and skilled team on mm-hmm. Penn State's part. But it, looking back on the second game, it's really when you saw the upperclassmen start scoring. And that power play start to really take effect. I know it was helped by a five-minute major in that game. No, that was that was a women's game, excuse me. But uh, power play went three for, looks like three for eight. So no. they were starting to get on the board. And the other, you know, with the upperclassmen scoring, you have Alex Tonge getting three goals. Granted that the other two, I mean, the, the second goal was tremendous. He scored from behind the goal line. Mm-hmm. It was a great shot, bank shot off the goalie. But the last one kind of came towards the end of the game, whenever you kind of Penn State really pulled away. At one point, I think it was probably I think it was ten to four, ten to five, something like that. Yeah. But it's good to see that they still they still held in towards the end. They never really they never really gave up. Mm-hmm. I mean, and also Cooper uh, Reed Cooper playing over Francis Marat. I think that when you look at the first game, a lot of them, there was traffic in front with um, Pavlichev being such a big guy in front. It's hard to see around that. A lot on the first goal in the first game, you saw Marat kind of looking, trying to look around people. And it was just a bad, it was a perfect storm in front of the net. But a lot of them, they were squeaky goals. But then, I mean, I think that's kind of where you need your offense to give you some push. Mm -hmm. And with, I mean... When you lose by five goals, it's never ideal. No. But I think that with this second game, the Colonials showed that the Colonials showed that they can score goals. They just need to. I mean, if if they played that, put that performance against a team like Mercyhurst, they'd win. Well, no, exactly. Like you score six two. goals against. You score six goals against anyone but the number five team in the you country. You expect to win. You probably walk away with a win. Another thing to look for, uh, look at is Luke Lynch getting his second of the year, shorthanded. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's always good to see a shorthanded goal, and especially early in a game, it really gave him life. I feel like it got him going. Mm-hmm. 
and it really set the tempo for the first period, which, again, they ended tied. I just feel like that energy kind of fell off in the second and third. But when you look at the score by periods, it's 3-3 tied at one, and then the second period is really where it got out of hand. Yeah. Penn State scoring five, RMU scoring one. The third period isn't that different, though, than the first. Cause three, two. It was 3-2. I'm thinking if the Colonials can just fix these little mistakes because it's those it's only those small mistakes. And again, we can't really gauge how well the Colonials are play, how well they played because this is a very good team. Yes. Penn State's a very good hockey team. And it's tough for me to say that because I'm, I'm not too I'm not too keen on Penn State. But I do <laughs> have to say it. it's a very talented team. It's a skilled team. They're very well run or well coached. And when you have a team, you have a team like that going up against someone who's not ranked, kind of fighting to stay, you know, stay in the talk of their conference going into the to- their conference tournament. It's just, you know, again, it's everything coming to fruition. Yeah. Where you have the, think- this kind of like this gritty, out, this gritty out of conference team. It's not in one of the bigger conferences no. in college hockey. It's the Big the Ten, pr- the Big Ten, obviously taking the cake is one of the largest, largest known. Mm-hmm. hockey conferences though it is a young conference but since the arrival of Notre Dame and how well that Notre Dame's played with them and in that conference it's a tough conference to win in being that Penn State is eight and one not playing conference games yet but it's definitely going to show that they're going to be a team that is in contention for the Frozen Four down the line so far this year um Nick Perkusic getting on the board as well talked about the upperclassmen getting on the score sheet I think it's great to see that. As I mean, came off of a came off of a broken play, mm-hmm. but it's good to see. Again, we talked about how he's got good wheels. He's a fast guy. He gets in on the forecheck, even though he got did he he got taken off the first line. I think that yes, I believe that was the case. But it's still good to see that he gets in. Yep. Uh, Eric Israel and Eric I Israel both had. Uh, did I say I meant Grant Abair and Eric Israel both had two assists in that game? So no, oh, yeah, good to see. Tonj actually had four points. He had an assist in that one as well. No, yeah, it's good to see. Again, great to see the upperclassmen starting to score, and I think this is actually going to start something, especially with Tonj. I feel like Tonj is really going to get going after this. Tonj is actually uh, 11 points in 10 games, so he's over a point a game. Which, well, no, exactly. Yeah, and that's the, that's the rule that you expected him to have coming into the season. Mm-hmm. Being the one who's kind of picking up the slack, Again, we talk about how there's no replacement for Brady Ferguson. No, but you but he's doing a pretty decent job of it as of now. Yes, I think he's filling the role as best he can, which is all we really could have asked for him. Um, looking forward to Mercyhurst. Again, it's two games that I think the Colonials can win. They they can as well, unless some someone steals the game for Mercyhurst. I think the Colonials can and should win these games. Definitely. And again, with these upcoming games, for someone that you're looking to see, who do you think is going to be one of the players to really keep an eye on with these upcoming games? Uh, I think that Justin Adamo could actually turn out to have a great performance. He's been quiet the past few weeks. Uh, I think he can really turn out just a good, solid performance. Maybe he saw what Nikita Pavlichev, the same size, whether you can believe it or not, but... No, yeah. Yeah, both six foot seven. He probably saw what Pavlichev did, maybe took a couple hints from his game. I think we can see Justin Adamo having a great game here for the Colonials. How yeah. about you? Um, you know what? It's it's kinda my my pick's Luke Lynch here. I feel like it's time he's got two goals, scored his second. It was shorthanded, 
But I feel like as one of the older guys, kind of as a leader, I'm looking for him to have at least maybe three points in these two games. I mean, it might be too much to ask with the pace that he's going on now, but I am going to say I'm looking for at least three points. Any points, any points, I'll take them. But mm-hmm. I'm saying at least three points from Luke Lynch. I'm feeling that with Mercy Hurst Her- Mer- nah, <laughs> being where they are in the standings, again, having a conference record of one, two, and one, I think that these are games that RMU can just take. And oh. I think it's going to be the older guys leading the way for this one. I think this is going to be like the coming out party where the older, the upperclassmen on this Colonial team kind of take charge and lead these other guys towards victory. Another thing to look forward to, some keys to get back in conference championship talk. We've talked about how they've got to start winning some conference games, have a sweep here and there. Not only have conference games, but hope for luck, hope for some of these teams to end in draws or mm-hmm. have Air Force lose a few, don't want anyone to run away with the conference. However, I do say that, remember last year, they got into the conference championship as a seven seed and made it all the way to the finals. So. No, definitely. And it's something that we can – and again, we, ah, and again, having these two games off of conference play, it's definitely, it's definitely a little bit of a stoppage you know, towards the main goal here. But – from here until this January 4th, which is the Three Rivers Classic, it's nothing but conference games. And right now I'm looking at these Mercy, the Mercyhurst games, the Sacred Heart games, and the Holy Cross games. I'm saying out of those, out of those six games, you've got to win at least four. Yeah, definitely. You've got to win four out of them. And that'll, I think that will propel you to maybe the top four, top three in the conference and really put you in the talk for if you're going to go, to the, if you're gonna go into the conference tournament and you're going to win this time. I think that this is a gritty team. I think they have a lot of good moving parts with the young guys scoring so much, especially Adamo, Nicola Londe getting on the score sheet again, Sister mm-hmm. Antonja's first goal in the first game. I think he had a couple points. It's great to see this growth, and I feel like the team's only going to get better the more they play. Yeah. And Just, like you said uh, with the young players, Grant Bear. I know he was projected to do really well this year. He got his first three points this weekend, so – Maybe he'll hopefully he'll step up that momentum. I think I think he will. Honestly, with the way this team's been going, it's kind of more of just these first couple games. We you know in previous episodes we're saying that it's too early to really think to really think about stuff. Yeah. I think we're at the point where we've got a good idea of what this conference looks like and what this team looks like. And from what I'm seeing, this is a it's a good team. It's a gritty team, but they're also a flawed team right now. But mm-hmm. that is something to improve on, and they're working towards that. I think these Penn State games are actually going to you know, be played off as more of a learning experience. Because when you go, you go from playing unranked teams in the conference, and then you go and play the number five, num- no, number eight when they played, but number five now team in the country. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a culture shock. Cause- exactly. It's definitely a different level of competition. And you haven't played really a ranked team since you played Bowling Green in the first two games of the season when they were ranked 20th. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's ranked, but still it's barely ranked. No, exactly. And, I, you know, it's just over the course, it's got to be like you look back on some games like the Army game, the tie, the 2-2 tie. I feel like that's one that you should have won. But nonetheless, it's a tie. It's good to get out of that with a tie. But it's, it's got to come down to sweeping some of these series. You got to start winning two out of two, and it come and it comes back to these upcoming uh, eight games. Actually, they fu- they uh, play 
AIC right at the end of December. I think those will be those will be the last two before the Three Rivers Classic. Looking at those, with AIC being ahead of Robert Morris right now in the standings, if this keeps up, if this pace keeps up, if, uh, if these standings do, if they don't change that much, I think that Robert Morris can be the team, can be the catalyst to shake up the AHC. I think that if they can start winning, again, sweeping these series and getting two wins rather than one and splitting, I think that they can really shake things up. Because once you start, once you start beating teams like AIC, or you know, you can beat these lower teams like Sacred Heart, Mercyhurst, and Holy Cross. That's fine, but it's these AIC games that I'm looking forward to. Before those games, we're gonna have a really good idea of what this Colonial team is about, and I think that it's gonna come down to that. Mm-hmm. What if we think before those games, after these six games against Sacred Heart, Mercyhurst, and Holy Cross, after those six games. I think we're going to have a good idea of if Robert Morris can go to this tournament and put up a fighting chance to win this conference. Yes. I think it's going to be a really good it's going to be a really good test these next 6 games to see if they are one of the top teams in this division. Because you want to see from someone who's tout who's been projected to go into the tournament and compete. Into yeah. the conference tournament and compete. You want to see them down lower teams like this. And it's a spe- it's going to it's going to be very fulfilling to see this team come to fruition if they do eventually down the line. So, what? At <laughs> 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 a loss for words with the potential of this Colonial team. Another thing, with though we've talked about some positive takeaways from the Penn State games, mm-hmm. some negative ones being, though, that this isn't helping your overall record, of course, nope. and your goal differential is going down. But, I mean, it's, it's the – with the second period in the second game, yeah, coming back was, to that, that was I, think that was the bra- I think that was the breaking point in, the, in, this, in this series of mm-hmm. games because it's just it's, – they hung with them. Yeah. If you, if you take out the two periods, so take out the – Second in the second game and the third period in the first game. The Colonials lose the first one 4-2. In the second one, they lose 6-5. So, Essentially, if hockey was 40 minutes instead of 60, the Colonials would be a better team. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. But we've seen them play a full 60 minutes when, with, um, with games like against um, RIT. The first, like the first game against RIT, the shutout, the 3-0 victory. Everyone, you know, listening to Marat talk after the game, listening to um, Israel talk after the game, everyone said they played a full 60. Yes. And we've seen this team, they're able to do that. They're able to play a full 60 against a decent team. RIT's no cakewalk. I mean, again, with these next six games, I really think, I really think that the Colonials are going to show their true colors. Got to Got to we'll have four a four out of five or four out of six. Four out of six, out of six is what we're four out of six is what we're shooting for. Yeah, and I know, I know what they're shooting for in the locker room is six out of six. Yeah, if it if you win two, I think that's honestly a disappointment. You know, you gotta. Well, no, at, it's at one, least at least half you gotta shoot for. I mean, again, yeah, but if it's half, then we get back to this split, this splitting series. Yeah, uh, which we, style, which isn't good, but. You want to be the best team you can be when you get to these AIC games. And we will see if that is the case in a couple of weeks. 
But I'm pretty sure for now, I think we're going to wrap this one up. For more on RMU men's hockey, head over to rmucenturymedia.com for game recaps. And game previews and pretty much anything you need. Yeah. Yep. We cover some things. Yeah, we do. You should check them out. All right. So for this one, I've been Jack O'Brien. And I'm Ben John Hanna. And you guys can have a wonderful week. And happy Thanksgiving.